You can be seated. Good morning. You guys awake? You guys are supposed to be here today. I was not. <laughs> Charlie Hill is, uh, we got some, today's an exciting day. We had some big announcements today about the future and where we're headed. Some things are going to be happening um, based on what God is calling us to. And Charlie, you know, he had surgery a week and a half ago. He, um, having, experiencing some pain and some difficulty with that. So he um, is, he's not here today. So you're going to have to deal with me. Um, but I want us to stop for a minute. Charlie's our lead pastor, if you're new here today. And um, let's, let's, let's just pause and let's pray for him, if you're okay with that. Father God, we as one church right now raise our hearts and ask in the name of Jesus that you would heal lead pastor Charlie. We ask that you would have his pain dissipate. We ask that his hip and his wrist would come into alignment. And Father, we ask that your will would be done and you would move in power. In Jesus' name, and everyone said... Amen. Amen. That's our hope. And so, so today you get me. The first service groaned. <laughs> I like you guys better. Don't tell them that. Well, we have, we are still going to move forward with some of our announcements, but not, not the true, not the big ones. And so we're going to do those next, there's some things that only the lead pastor can talk about. And so next week, um, Charlie's going to be talking about those things. And we have some exciting things planned. And so this week, um, we've been through an amazing series. And if you're just joining us, I would encourage you to, to get on your smartphone. If you don't have a smartphone, then get a smartphone. And then, um, <laughs> I don't even know if they make non-smartphones anymore. So, and then get our Orchard app. And listen to the uh, sermons from the last three weeks as we've talked about time, treasure, and talent. And this is the part of the sermon where you guys really get to, I'm, I am cripplingly insecure. I don't know if you can tell. And, and, and so when I preach and, and I say, remember when I said this, I want you all to nod even if you don't. It just makes me feel better and that's what this is all about, right? So here we go. We're going to talk about the last three weeks because we had some amazing things happen. And I was, I was so encouraged that some of you, as we move through talking about time, treasure, and talent, some of you have been moved to take steps, practical steps, and take risks. And in fact, we, were, we preached about talent last week and using your talents for God's kingdom. And, and somebody um, close to me said, uh, he immediately went to Stacy. He said, Stacy, I'm going all in on children's ministry. I want to I do some fun things. Here's some ideas I have. And so she's got some more volunteers. And, and we talked about Micah and talking to her if you, if you can carry a tune or play an instrument. We want to continue to encourage you guys to invest your talents that you have here in this place. But today as we talk about these time, treasure, and talent, I'm going to give you the chance to really impress me and let me know that you heard me because we're going to talk about time right now. There were two kinds of time that we talked about. Do you guys remember what they were? There were two Greek words. Am I remember them? Kronos. Kairos. Kairos. Kronos and Kairos are two ways that time is mentioned in the New Testament. And Kronos is where we get chronological. It's the marching of time. It's the second hand, the minute hand, the hour hand. It's how we count time. But Kairos is that seizing the, of the moment. In fact, Kairos means the supreme moment. It's those moments in life where God wants us to step into and take risks for redemption. It's those big moments. In fact, here's a, the perfect analogy for Kairos and Kronos. Is, and I'll say this again. We have, we have Christina here, Tina. And, and you are how many, exactly how pregnant are you? I mean, you're all pregnant, I guess. But how far along are you? <laughs> 41, day, 41 weeks and three days. And, you know, however many hours. She knows she has it all. That, so she's passed. Now, when you are pregnant, you count Kronos. I'm 20 weeks. I'm this. I'm that. I'm 41 weeks, three days. You know, you s but, but 
When she's in the hospital and they lay her child on her chest, Kronos stands still. And Kairos happens as those moments that you can never recreate happen right there in front of you. That's Kairos. Kronos is the counting to 41. Kairos is when you hold that baby. Now, so for all of us, we all live in Kronos, but God calls us to look for Kairos. In fact, the verse we had for this time week was this, Ephesians 5, 15. Let's put this up here on the screen. It says, be careful how you live, orchard. Don't live like fools, but instead live like a church who is wise. Make the, most every, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. He's talking to you. He's talking to us. Make the most of every opportunity. The word for opportunity there, guess what the word is? It's kairos. He's telling us to make the most of those moments, of those moments that God brings to us. And so for some of you, you I said we're going to have these moments come in our, and happen in our week, and you've seen them, and you've stepped into them. And so Orchard, how are we doing? How are we doing with capturing the kairos? How are we doing with, with recognizing the moments that God brings us to as you go through the chronos of your day, as you go through the chronos of your work, as you go through your life, are you seeing, are you feeling, are you understanding and discerning the kairos moments that God prepared in advance for you? Those conversations where you have an entry point to talk about redemption or, or maybe a, a moment where you have behind the scenes or anonymously you help somebody, you have that, that prompt to go help somebody or, or help some, you have those Kairos moments to step into. Remember, Kronos um, is how we count the minutes, but Kairos captures the moments and God's telling us to make the most of them and to keep our eyes open. Orchard, keep your eyes open and your heart and ears open for the Spirit's prompts. He will bring you into Kairos moments. Next we had this, we talked about treasure. Remember we had treasure? And I said these sentences, I said treasure is what? Treasure is trash waiting to happen. <laughs> treasure is trash waiting to happen. We all have these moments where we get something and it's new and it's great, has a new car smell, but it doesn't stay that way, does it? No, it doesn't. And the new model comes out or it gets a dent or whatever. All of our treasure is trash waiting to happen. And we have a formula that treasure plus time equals trash. And in this world, we, just, we talked about how in this world, everything is going to pass. God says the word of God is eternal and the spirits of people are eternal. The souls of humans are eternal. You're, you're not a body that happens to have a soul in it. You are a soul that just happens to have a body. Because someday when this fades, your soul is going to go on. And so God's telling us, listen, all the treasure we have in our life, unless it's one of these eternal things, it will pass. So be wise about where you invest your treasure. And I said it was important to know what your treasure is. And the reason is this. Because where your treasure is, your heart will be. And you will build your life around your treasure. So some of us go through life, we don't know where our treasure is, but we like to say it's Jesus. What's your treasure? Oh, I treasure Jesus above all things. But I said a couple things. If we could look at two things, we would get some evidence about what our treasure is. If we could open your calendar and see how you spend your time, and if we could open your bank account and see how you spend your money, we would know what your treasure is. We would have a clue as to what's important to you. Because what your treasure is, you build a life around it. And those are two indications, simple indications. So I'm not saying this to, to, to condemn anybody. I'm asking just, we need to be honest and stop saying what we think our treasure is and actually just look at our lives and say, what am I building my life around? What really is my treasure? One of the moms in the church, she said, well, based on those criteria, 
uh, for my family, our treasure is getting snacks for the kids. <laughs> most of my time and most of my money goes to snacks. <laughs> and that's, that's, we're getting close. <laughs> it's, not, it's probably a little different, but you know, what, what, what is your treasure, Orchard? It's important to know. God says so much about treasure, and we have these verses here. It says this, in Matthew, it says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. Treasures on earth, that's the things that fade. Those are the things that pass. Those are the things that will become trash someday. Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and thieves break in and steal. Keep going. Don't have any more. That's a good thing I do. <laughs> but store up for yourselves treasure in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and thieves don't break in and steal. And he finishes with this. Where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Orchard, what's your treasure? What are you building your life around? This is a vital question. This is something we should ask ourselves and look at our lives and discern. Ask God, what is my treasure? Because my heart's gonna build a life around it. Finally, we talked about talent last week and we discussed, discussed how each of you each of you is supremely gifted by God. You're uniquely gifted by God to do what only you can do, how only you can do it. And we talked about how we don't wanna look out the window at somebody else's talents and instead look in the mirror at ourselves. You know, when you look, in the, when you look out a window at somebody else, you can make excuses for yourself. But when you look in the mirror, you can make progress. So when it comes to your talent, how is it God has gifted you? Each and every one of you, God has placed unique talents and gifts do you know why he's given you those things? Do you know why he's made you the way he's made you? Well, first of all, he loves you. And second of all, he loves the people in the world around you. And he, he uniquely gifted you to bring life and redemption to the world around you. To, to bring redemption, to build into those things that are eternal, that don't fade. And so the question is, how has God, made, how has God given you talent? How has he given you giftedness? And we also talked about that God is not impressed by giftedness, is he? He cares more about your faithfulness than your giftedness. He's, far, he's the giver of the giftedness. He's far more interested in what we do with what he's given us. And so, Orchard, we have all these things, the time and the treasure and the talent and how we are investing them. And for me, it was a great um, ex exercise of going through this to see the temporal, passing, fading things that I'm investing a lot of myself into that in the end are worthless and meaningless and vapor. And ask God, what is he would have me invest myself in that is eternal, that doesn't fade? What's my purpose here on earth to invest my time, my treasure, and my talent? As we asked all these questions, it's led us up to what we were going to share today. And we're going to go ahead and share some of it. But in our church's life, we're entering into a season of discipleship. Discipleship long story short, is just putting down deeper roots in your faith. And when you have deeper roots in your faith, when storms of life come, you can hold fast. When you have deeper roots in your faith, your fruit is sweeter and greater. So we're gonna work in the fall on discipleship. And part of what that means is, is being generous with our time and our talent and our treasure. And with that, as a church, we've made some pretty big decisions that we're excited about. And one of them we're going to talk again about again today a little bit is uh, Jesse. And so Jesse and Kathy, come on, start coming forward. But we talked about having your yes ready when it comes to your time, treasure, and talent. And, and Jesse has an amazing story. You might have heard some of it earlier, but we're going to tell you the next part. And then, but wait, there's more. <laughs> next Sunday, yeah, this is incredible. Next Sunday, um, 
we're going to tell you guys what's going to be coming up in the, in the fall and in the future. So that's pretty exciting. So um, everybody say hi, Jesse. Say hi, Kathy. I expect you to give them the same amount of respect that you give me. <laughs> Maybe a little more than that, right? <laughs> All right. Let me pray for us as we jump into this. Father God, we thank you for stories and testimonies of people who said boldly, who boldly said yes when you asked. I pray during this moment, Father, that you would script our hearts and speak to us. Holy Spirit, speak to us and show us where you are asking us to step out and say yes. Amen. Good morning, Amen. Orchard. Jesse, what a treat to be with you this morning. You have a Kairos moment that you experienced last February. Truly an amazing story that was shared here. I'm guessing some of you heard it, some of you haven't, but I can't hear the story enough, that's for sure. So I wondered if you would just kind of go back to last February and just share the Kairos moment that you were in and what was going on in your life. Sure. Uh, good morning. I'm Jesse, in case you don't know. We already said it twice, but hey. Um, so <clears throat> actually leading up to last February, um, last year in 2017, I felt like um, that God was starting to speak to me about um, studying and becoming certified to be a foster parent. And I, I work with the teens here a little bit, um, helping out the youth pastors and stuff to, to work with teens. So that's already been in my heart a little bit. So then I felt like God was saying to go, speaking of roots, is going a little bit deeper and, um, and getting this certification so that I could help out in our community with a need that's really great and, I mean, it's not great, but it's a big, big. need. <laughs> um, so I began the process of getting certified. And during that time of, of getting the training and stuff, I was just kind of praying about it, how, how it would work out. Um, I lived in a house where I wasn't allowed to have anybody living with me. Um, so I just really prayed about it. And and decided to, to step into what God was saying. So then February comes around, and I get a call from Garfield County, who I've been getting certified with, and I hadn't quite completed my certification process yet, and they said, hey, we have a, a, a teen that needs a place just for, you know, 10, 10 days to two weeks or so. Um, are you willing to, to take him in? Uh, one of the conditions that I had for doing foster care is, is making sure that I was working with teens because I, as a single guy living by myself, I didn't want to take on the responsibility of, of littles. Um, so I get this call and I'm like, uh, you know, I kind of can't do that because I'm not allowed to have anybody else in my house. I don't really know how this is going to progress. So I got I to gotta put a pause on that and, and just wait. Um, uh, that was a Friday or, Friday or a Saturday. Sunday I came to church and Daniel, in his great wisdom, yeah. <laughs> uh, he preaches on saying yes to God and not thinking about what that entailed I was 
during the service was like, okay, God, I'm going to say yes to you. Um, it's, it's been a, a year of surrender, so I'm going to say yes. What does that mean? What does that look like? I don't know. Well, I got home that afternoon, and I got another call from Garfield County saying, hey, we really need you to help with this, with this teenager. And I'm thinking to myself, ah, why did I say yes to God? <laughs> like, really? You're going to do it right after church? <laughs> like, come on. But you had uh, a problem, right? Uh, yeah, well, you couldn't have the, him in your the, home. the issue that I couldn't have him in my home right. was kind of a big deal. Yeah. Well, they, Garfield County was so wise and um, broad in their vision, they, they decided to volunteer me to stay at the Days Inn with a teenage foster kid who doesn't speak English because he's from Honduras, and his parents abandoned him. And I'm going, ah, the Days Inn, really? Well, you have a little um, bit of history with the Days Inn, didn't you? I do. I, I went through a divorce, and I had to live in the Days Inn for nine months while I tried to find a home to, to live in so that I could stay up here permanently. And so there's been a lot of, mm -hmm. of tears at the Days Inn from, from this guy. Well, I had told God yes, so I said, okay, here we go. I'm going to say yes. I've been training for this. I've been preparing for it. Um, this is what you're speaking to me. So I ended up living in the Days Inn with a teenage kid um, from Honduras, talking through Google Translate on our iPhones, and it worked. It just, you know, it, it worked. We went bowling together, and it's um, amazing. it was great. Yeah. So as, time, as time went on, uh, they, were, they called you and said that they had found housing for him, but unfortunately, yeah, it wasn't something that he was very happy about, right? Tell us about that. Yeah, um, while he was staying with me, there was a shift in, in his housing. He was uh, having to move out of one foster home, and they were trying to find another one, and there was nothing coming coming up. There, People, unfortunately, with foster care, like to, to aim for littles, which is understandable, um, so the teenagers get uh, left behind quite a bit. So they're looking for a home, and they, they told us both, hey, we're going we're gonna to have to ship you to Denver. And his, you know, his friends are here. He goes to school here. He had a job here, and um, he was not looking forward to that. I brought him to youth group with me on one of the nights, Wednesday night, and we have a great core of, of young men that meet with us every week, and they prayed for him in his language, because they're all fluent in mm -hmm. Spanish, and, um, and then, you know, we went back to the Grand Hotel, and um, two days later, they found a home for him with some distant relatives, up in basalt so he can get to school with his bus and um, everything worked out and then he ended up being able to stay and keep his job and, and friends and everything. So, 
So you, it really was still here. an amazing miracle that he was able to get local housing. And I know that that's only part of the story. Eventually, we'll get to what's going on with that now. But um, that was an amazing Kairos moment. It, obviously, you had a yes ready in your heart. It wasn't always easy, but you had that yes ready, and, and yeah. God honored that. What a beautiful story. Yeah. And so tell me, as Daniel had talked about time, uh, talents, and treasure, tell me about talent and how that fits into your life. Sure. Um, I, I'm a small business owner, and I, I'm a tradesman, so I have a skill set in, in what I do, and I'm really good at it. And I also just have this desire to help teens and teach life skills and um, I've raised my own kids so um, I, I just have this this heart to to uh, give to to them somebody who's got maybe not a great circumstantial um, living situation where you know whether it's abuse or drugs right. or whatever reason they're needing to be in the foster care system um, my heart is to take the, the skills that I have and hopefully be able to teach some young people a skill, a trade, um, life, basic life skills. Hey, learn to take out the trash um, while I'm not screaming at you because I'm drunk. Or, right. um, mm -hmm. you know, learn how to, learn how to cook a meal. Right. Um, this is the trade that I know, so I can teach you this trade. There's other businesses in the area that have tradesmen that I would love to see right. teach young people as well a life skill um, so that they don't have to repeat, mm -hmm. hopefully, what, th what they're going through. Right. And you also shared that God had given you a scripture. Yeah. I would you like to I would love to. Share that? Good thing okay. I brought my Bible. I know. <laughs> um, after, after having this young man and staying at the hotel um, and, and having Daniel um, asked to interview me back in February, I was praying and, and felt like this scripture was kind of relevant to, to what God was speaking to me about um, birthing a vision for this in this valley um, it's Isaiah 54 uh, the second half of verse 1 and 2 and 3 for the children of the desolate one will be more than the children of her who is married says the Lord enlarge the place of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out do not hold back lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes for you will spread abroad to the right and to the left and your offspring will possess the nations and will people the desolate cities. And that just really tied into um, definitely it being a, a call that's bigger than me, knowing that I was living in a home where I couldn't even have somebody stay with me, and, but, but walking in faith that each step that I take in obedience to saying yes to God will lead me closer to whatever it is he's calling me to do. 
Absolutely, and it just feels like, Jesse, from what you've shared, it's like give God your yes and he'll do the rest. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about Kronos. Now, time, the day-by-day living, since that time, six months have passed. Your life is very different than it was last February. You've had three significant uh, changes, and wonder if you just want to share a little bit about what's going on in your life. Yeah, somebody came up and donated $10 million in a youth ranch, and <laughs> it was amazing. Yay. Oh, wait. <laughs> no. Uh, that's next year's story. That's, that's six months, yeah. yeah. Um, back in February, during this time, I was um, actually contemplating having to move out of the valley because our business was, we were out of work, and um, so our finances had completely dried up, and I was getting ready to, I was just deciding if I wanted to, or needed to, to move out of the area. Um, I was on a month-to-month lease, so that didn't matter too much, and we were, I have a business partner, and we were getting ready to close the doors to our business. And I was preparing for the Bolivia missions trip last March. And we had made plans to shut the doors to the business um, the weekend before I left. And then I would come back and look for work wherever I needed to look for work. And so it was pretty, pretty stressful. Um, I was a single guy. And, you know, been, been through divorce and, and all that, so that part. Well, right before the Bolivia trip, uh, the week before, when we were meeting about all the closing arrangements, um, five contracts came in, and we were able to sign and get deposits and, and everything, like, the day before I left. And so it was, that just radically changed my approach to the day-to-day, knowing that I didn't have to leave, that I could stay here and figure out now, oh, geez, I don't have enough help to do, to run my business anymore. So um, now we're in contract for 10 projects and we have four employees. And um, through that, I was able to meet this lovely woman over here, Ruth, Hi, who Ruth. <laughs> uh, I have fallen in love with, and she has fallen in love with me, and just happens to be a middle school teacher herself of 18 years. Um, she speaks Spanish, and um, so I'm having to catch up, but <laughs> they always say the better half comes. Uh, anyway. So, so circumstances have changed significantly, right. um, but I still have this dream, right, of wanting to help teens, and what does that look like? Right, and tell me, so two of the three things, uh, your business is flourishing, you're in love, and uh, the foster uh, young man was reintroduced into your life as well. And so, share a little bit about that. Yeah. So, uh, just a couple weeks ago, um, 
Ruth and I were getting ready to go on a camping trip with her church, and I get a call from Garfield County. And I was like, wait, uh, this is kind of on pause right now, right, God? Um, I've, I'm traveling for work now. I've got one of my largest projects ever is in Denver, so we're working in Denver all week long and then coming home for the weekends only. And, and I've told Garfield County this. I've been communicating with them, and they still called me <laughs> because they know that they need help. And, and they and, know you have a yes. And I have a yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, they did call. They called me again and said, hey, the same young man just needs a place. It's not because he's switching homes this time. He just needs a place while his um, foster family travels and he's unable to go because he's working here and can't take the time off, etc. So... I talked with Ruth, I said, well, this is what I'm called to do, and you kind of said you wanted to do it with me, so what do you think? Um, and of course, we're living in two separate houses. She lives in Gypsum, I live in Carbondale, I'm traveling for work, and we're trying to go camping. Let's take in a foster child. <laughs> Woo! Um, so we said yes, and we picked, we picked him up, Friday afternoon, well, it was kind of late evening, actually, um, and we went camping, and uh, my 16-year-old was with us as well, and um, Ruth has a four-year-old, so she was with us as well, so we just piled it in and set up two tents, and it was great, so I stayed in a tent with him, and, and then the following week, Monday through Friday, he got to work with me, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so he went and learned how to install big, heavy windows that can crush you and, you know, ruin your body, which is awesome. <laughs> but he ended up loving it, and by the end of the week, he was smiling and, and just having a good time, and um, one of my crew members is, is fluent in Spanish, so I was able to have him, you know, communicate and... I'm still learning, but yeah. that'll take a little while. Yeah. So what a story of redemption that he's even now being reintroduced into your life and that this dream is still going on. So certainly your circumstances have changed, but sounds like your dream the yes has is still changed. yes. The yes is still yes and yeah. the dream is still there. In fact, um, maybe you could put the slide up. I know that you did your very first, oh, it's up, very first uh, painting which represents uh, the season you're in right now. Tell us about. Yeah, my kids are real great artists, and I've never painted, so I, um, at the beginning of the year, bought some paints, and uh, mainly because I felt like God was speaking this to me. Um, I don't usually ask for, like, a New Year's resolution. I think they're, it's a waste of time for me because I won't do it. Um, so I just, I just don't. But this year, I felt like God told me that this would be a year of surrender for me. And I didn't know what that meant, what that looked like. Um, so my prayer right now daily is, is going to that cross and surrendering and saying, uh, I want to be a vessel in your hands. I want to do what you want me to do. Um, 
but I still have to keep doing what I'm doing, which mm -hmm. is running my business, which right. is being hopefully a good boyfriend and, and being a good father figure mm -hmm. and um, being a good dad for my kids and right. um, eating breakfast, you yeah. know, and right. making sure that the house mm -hmm. is clean, you know, right. all, the, all those things that are the daily, the daily grind, yeah. um, but yeah. how do I walk and surrender right. in that? Yeah, so you've given him your yes, and he's taking care of the rest day by day, day in those day. Kronos moments, right? And let's talk a little bit about treasure, time, talent, treasure. Yeah. Um, I mean, you kind of got a grasp of the time frame uh -huh. and the, the talent, but the treasure, for me, I'm, I'm wearing the orchard shirt underneath this one, and it says, love God, love people. And yeah, give a clap, Woo! right? Um, because God is really awesome. And I, I love the fact that we can go through a lot of rotten stuff in life. And um, you, a lot of you will never know the things that have been rotten in my life, but they've been pretty rotten. But God has turned it around and... Um, made some pleasant fruit out of it, and so the treasure in that is that, that I hope to give back to the church and to the community, um, you know, not just through the church, but through helping people um, and, and loving God through that right. is yeah. what, what I have to offer. So you have a treasure that's eternal. So a lot of people in this room are probably like, struggling with a yes if you're anything like me and just wondering well if i put it out there what's going to happen and jesse um what would you say to encourage people to go ahead and just give god their yes um i would say just we have we all have something in our hearts right mm -hmm. obviously we're all individuals not everybody's going to want to work with teenagers. Not everybody's going to want to work with kids. Um, but we've been given passions and dreams. Mm -hmm. And I feel like God's put those in us to, to help each other. And it doesn't always mean it's going to be huge, but it can be. Right. Um, and, and I think that as, as you say yes to something little and prepare yourself for that little thing, that God can make it a lot right. bigger, and um, like the 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 dreams that I'm having are, are way bigger than right. than what I can do by myself, and so you know I encourage everybody to to find what what is your yes. Well, you could be a doctor, you could be an attorney, you could be uh, a landscaper or um, a video game analyst. Um, you can be whatever. There's hikers, there's skiers, there's, there's the whole um, everything up here to, to you know, mm -hmm. tie your resources to or whatever. I don't, I don't know the right word. Right. But, but just um, to connect your yeses. Yeah. Be, right. Give a yes in, in yeah. what you do and what right. you love to do. Yeah. So wherever you are, just yeah. keep saying yes and See what happens. That's, yes. that's pretty incredible. Well, Jesse, I, 
I don't even think you realize how much uh, what you shared last February meant to me and so many others. I feel like a lot of people have really talked about uh, the yes you gave and uh, hearing that just changed all of our lives. Uh, one thing that you had said that really meant a lot to me when we talked yesterday, you said, uh, sparks light a fire in many different directions. And I feel as if when Jesse shared his story, there was a spark and many of us were able to catch that and it was in all different ways. Uh, it went many different directions. For me, personally, Jesse, uh, I had an interesting experience from that. Um, I kept going on Facebook and hearing about CASA volunteers and of course, a CASA volunteer is a court-appointed special advocate for abused children or people going into foster care. And I had a lot of what-ifs attached to that and really just didn't want to do it, but it kept coming up and coming up. And I, I finally felt like, Lord, I have given a yes in my heart, so I'm going to move forward with that went through the application and the process and uh, originally they called and they said the dates uh, for training were such and such and I couldn't make them and I have to say I was kind of like relieved a little bit because I, I was intimidated and then they called back they had changed the dates of course they fit perfectly <laughs> in my schedule and so I said yes I'm going to be getting that in a week or two and and looking forward to it but I thank you for that because really I think that spark came from your yes. The, the second thing that I wanted to share is that um, I feel like there's been um, uh, an orchard yes that's bigger. As I um, heard your story, I just like couldn't shake it. And I, and I went to Daniel and Charlie and some of the elders and leaders of the church and said, I think that this is a place we need to pause. There's a yes in this for all of this, all of us. And um, as I continued praying, God gave me a very specific word uh, that I've also shared, and we're going to talk about next week. But I feel like He is moving us into another season corporately, and that things are going to change in this place. Um, and it started with that spark, Jesse. So I want to thank you for that. Uh, next you're week. You're welcome. Ah, you're wonderful. <laughs> Isn't he wonderful? Uh, but I do want to thank you for that and um, encourage all of us to have a yes ready in our heart and encourage all of you to be here next week because there really is some amazing news that you are not going to want to miss. So um, love the fact we're having one service and then we're going to be eating together and so we can talk about it then. But Jesse, thanks for uh, catching us up to date. Uh, your circumstances have changed. Your dream has not. And we will look forward to seeing what God does with that. I feel like with you, it may be something where we'll see what the timeline is. And then this other thing that the Lord is leading us into, it feels like the timeline is now. So anyway, Thank you. Um, Thank you. And uh, let's give you a hand for sharing your story. So Jesse said yes and found the love of his life. I don't know, I mean, come on. Right? It is interesting to me. I was, it reminded me of Joshua 3. And I won't say, I'm not one of those preachers that say, if you do what God asks you to do, you will be blessed. <laughs> 
Um, we don't know when God or why God blesses, but, but in, in Joshua 3, um, they were going to cross the Jordan River. And the river's in flood stages. It's, flo- it's flowing. It's going. And, and God said he was going to do it. Do you know when he did it? Do you know when he stopped the river so they could cross? When they stepped into it. When they stepped into it, he moved. And oftentimes we are sitting here asking God, God, if you would just do this, just do this, please do this, please. If only, God, if you would only. And oftentimes we're sitting at the edge of the river saying, God, if you would just do something here, I promise I would. And God's like, I, step in, step into it. Orchard, each of you has a yes. For some of you, God asked you decades ago or years ago to say yes to something. And you put it off. And you put it off. And maybe your yesterday is to go back to that moment, that thing that you know he's asked of you, and to finally step into it and say yes. For others of you, God has a new yes for you. He has a new way to step up. And Orchard, I want us to be a people who are known for making bold decisions. That we are a people, we are a church. Remember, the church is not a building and a church is not a staff. A church is the people. And that we are known as a people who when God asks us, we say yes and we step into it. No matter how hard it is, no matter the cost to our reputation, no matter the hit we have to take socially or financially or whatever it would be, all these temporary things, when the eternal God of the universe asks us to move, we say yes. And it's, it's, I love listening to Jesse's story because it was a yes on some things that we don't normally say yes to. <laughs> and I love that. I love that it didn't make sense but God asked him and he said yes. Orchard, God's gonna continue to ask us these things. And we brought Jesse up here and we couldn't tell you the next part of it because we're waiting for Charlie for next week. We promise um, that God's gonna do some cool things we're gonna step into. Orchard, here's the thing. May we be a people who, who listen to the heart of God. And when we read in his word and we discern what he is saying to us or when we feel the prompt, that we are a people who just say yes because we love God and we love people above all things. Amen? Let's be those people. Let's see redemption happen. There is nowhere else in the, in the area right now where there's this much time, treasure, and talent gathered in one place. And God wants us to use everything that we have at our disposal to bring, to bring salvation and redemption to a world that needs him. That's why we're here. So we go into communion. I'm gonna remind you, if you're new here, that communion, Jesus says that we, can, we do this in remembrance of him. So we don't have a class or anything you need to take to do this. If you wanna come remember Jesus and his sacrifice, come get the symbol of his, his body and his blood that was broken. And as you sit down with those, I want you to thank Jesus for his yes. That he said yes on the cross so we can have salvation and access to the Father. And as you, as you thank him for what he's done, and as you partake in the, in the communion, after that, say, ask him, say, Holy Spirit, what, what are you asking of me? What do you want with my time? What do you want with my treasure and my talent? And let's see what God does in this place. Amen? All right, let's worship.